This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 253 of The Real Word. Word is up. Last show of 22, Nicole. How do you feel? I feel- How do you feel after the holiday? I feel, I feel great after the holiday. I feel like I slayed Christmas, so I'm feeling like relieved. So yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, yeah, I like feel that good. it's over too, and now we can just get into- <clears throat> I like Work. normalcy. I like the routines. Yeah. And today is a reminder of our new normal racket. Yep. Number one, the Case Schiller data is out. It, hit, it just hit this morning. So we've just got hit. like in a week of low news, we have news breaking this morning. All right. So I, I'm actually going to go over to and we'll link up his entire text thread or, or maybe mm -hmm. his Twitter profile. This is a Twitter follow. I would encourage anybody on Twitter to do today if you're not already doing uh which would be follow lance lambert at I'll follow News him right now lambert just uh, just did it yeah good nicole is yep. following now he's at fortune magazine um in his in his bio it says housing is the business cycle he covers housing better than almost anyone i've seen on twitter so it, it's a great follow uh this morning as the case shiller news is coming out uh his first tweet started the day with a new CoreLogic U.S. home prices will be negative on a year-over-year -year basis by quarter to 2023. We can also link up the Market Watch article, uh, which says home prices fall for the fourth month in a row in October, according to this Case-Shiller index, which was released this morning. Let's go mm -hmm. through some more, and, and let's show the chart here. There's so uh, many for the charts. 2000 uh, 7, 2008, 2009, and 2022 uh, tweet that Lance sent out this morning. Uh, so 27, 28, 29, and then 2022, years that have years that have seen U.S. home prices as measured by Case-Shiller decline by plus 2% in a four-month window. Okay, so you see that there are three years consecutively where home prices have declined by plus 2% in a four-month window. Those all happened in 2007, 2008, 2009, understandably so. And then it hasn't happened again until just this year where we saw, which I just referenced according to Market Watch and Case Schiller, this four-month drop in home values, okay? I, I subtweeted that and said, quote tweeted that rather, and said, you will not see a three-year run this time. Okay, so a little prediction here for the next couple of years. Uh, you know, we've got it in 2022. We'll probably see a four-month run in 23. I don't expect it to be a three-year run like we saw in 2007, 2008, 2009. Uh, I think somewhere in 2003, values and, and maybe even, uh, you know, as early as the middle of 2003, are going to start to you're going to see some kind of a bottom and bounce back. That that would just be my thoughts based off of we still have no indications of inventory coming back. Let's get back to some of these tweets. Um, at its June 2022 peak, the pandemic housing boom uh, saw U.S. home prices rise 41.4%. The 2.4% dip between June 22 and October 22 brings uh, total pandemic housing boom gains to 38.1% through June 22. U.S. home prices as measured by the Case-Shiller National Home Price Index were up 9% in 2022. Uh, through October 22, total gains have slipped to 6.5%. So year over year, we're still up, Nicole. We're definitely up still. Yeah. Uh, the All right. Let, let's go to his last 
uh, or one of his last tweets here, new U.S. home prices as measured by Kay Schiller again are negative 2.4% since June 2022. So right now, you know, seasonally adjusted since June, we are in the negatives. This is nationally. Your market might be different. Let me know in the comments where your market is sitting uh, as it relates to home values. And, and let's just do exactly what we just read here. Like in the comments, let me know from June. Okay. So maybe the, I guess the end of June from July one, the second half of the year. All right. This is the second biggest home price correction of the post world war two era. This one that he's referencing here from June, 2022, it tops the negative uh, 2.2% between May of 1990 and April 91. However, remains far below the 26% drop between 2007 and 2012. Yeah, I would say 2.2%, uh, 2.4 right now, 2.2 in the 90s is nothing like 07 and 12, which was 26% no. drop, okay? Uh, the, the reason a negative 2.4% national dip counts as the second biggest home price correction of the post-World War II era is nominal home price dips are rare nationally. Okay. So obviously again, in your market, they may not be that rare. It may be different depending, maybe you're in a military based market. Uh, maybe you're in, you know, an oil based economy and things can fluctuate based off, based off of that. A four month, uh, negative 2.4% dip comes out to a 7.37 annualized pace. So if this continues from June to June, we will see about an 8% drop just under an 8% drop in home values. Nicole, that would mean that essentially the previous 12 year, twelve months rather would be completely erased in many markets. I know uh, there are states in the Northeast that saw just about an 8%, 6 mm -hmm. to 8% increase the last 12 months, right? Some of those 20% gains when we look back on 12 months have, have been long gone here right. uh, for, for some time. Nicole, what sticks out to you uh, here with these national numbers as, as Kay Schiller? And, and listen, the reference in October, so I think we're still going to see you know, a continuum as we get into January and February and March of declining data. What sticks out to you on Kay Schiller's index I, today? I, there's a, a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to, I mean, I'm really trying to go through all of his tweets. I mean, he's pinning a few on here that I, I, I guess I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm still feeling like sort of wildly optimistic too. Mm, maybe too um, optimistic. I think maybe I am because I, again, I hear 2% and again, we always talk about healthy markets. You know, I, 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 I'm never really worried about like about a two or a three. I'm never really worried until it gets over like, over, you know, up or down by fives. Um, but it's, again, it's all very interesting to see, um, again, especially when he draws these, these, um, these changes out over the years. I, I definitely something to keep your eye on and to, to certainly read through. Um, I, again, I, I'm still trying to be wildly optimistic here. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. it, especially in our market, our inventory is still so low. So it's hard for me to sort of wrap my brain around prices going down until I start seeing inventory a little bit more. Um, but again, I, I, I do think that it, it is something to definitely watch. My optimism for the real estate market stops, you know, or, or let, let me rephrase that. My optimism for the real estate market, I, I think is abundant, but mm -hmm. it stops when you make comparisons 
2007, 2008, 2009. If that makes sense, I, I think there's, or, or rather better put, because I think I misspoke that as well. A little bit. My, opt, I, my optimism goes up Yep. when comparisons of 2007, 2008, 2009 yeah. come around. Yeah. Because I think there is absolutely no comparison. There is no so, comparison. So my long-term, my three-year outlook, my five-year outlook, my seven-year outlook on real estate and the prices, the home values is really strong. My mm -hmm. optimism of the next 12 months, the next 18 months, depending on, on the market, isn't that strong. Okay. So I do believe we're going to continue to see, like I've been calling for 12 months, maybe the best prediction of 2022 is my Cold War prediction because it is happening. November yeah. saw a 35% drop nationally in sales. There are a lot of agents that are feeling it with their pending sales in December, and they're going to feel it with their commission checks in January and February because they're going to be non-existent for a lot of agents because they're cashing in checks now, November, December, for the work they did six months ago. And they're going to feel the pain of the lack of deals in what we had in November and what we're seeing in December, where it, there is a cliff happening yep. in the amount of transactions that are happening. The really strong agents are scooping up what is out there. The cream is rising to the top as we go into 2023. That trend will continue. Uh, but when I when I see these comparisons, and, and I love the tweet where it shows 2007, 2008, 2009, 2022, uh, I have strong optimism when comparing to those markets. You know, th those drops were 25% plus in home values. Yeah. We won't see a 25% plus in home value. There's absolutely, in my viewpoint of the future, no way we get to that. To your, you know, credit, Nicole, you mentioned inventory. Inventory is still dramatically low in yeah. comparison to, you know, the pre pandemic boon. It, we also just, I, you know, well, and again, prices were plummeting in 08 too because there was so much inventory. I mean, it was yeah. just, it was like saturated with shit like that year. So it just, and it actually even up here went up until almost 2012 too. It was just, there was just so much stuff. And right now it's there, there, there's barely anything. And like, again, to, to what you're saying too, it's that cold war, you know, or the, you know, the, the, the rates and then what they bought it for and, you know, they want to move up, but like they can't cause they refinance at two and now it's at, you know, like a six. So it's, it's yeah, definitely a different environment. The Fed's doing everything they can to fight inflation. But when you, when you borrow as much money as the U.S. government does and you're in debt as much as we are as a nation, it's inevitable that inflation is going to be a long-term thing that we deal with. I, I mean, even when they get this current you know, exorbitant inflation under control, we're still going to see inflation across assets for a long time. Just there's no other way out of the amount of debt that we have, the amount of mint money printing that we do as a nation. And so home values, in my opinion, will not plummet. There's very uh, low likelihood of that happening. Uh, but some good data here. Um, I would, I just want to shout out the, the Twitter handle at News Lambert once again because a great follow and, and he's up to the minute. I mean, this case Schiller came out 9 a.m. this morning if you're seeing this pod uh, when it was released. Yeah. And he, he's got tweets coming out about it just minutes later. So he's on it. And, um, you know, some things to think about. I don't, 
I don't believe the news, the data is going to be in the favor uh, over the next couple months, which means you really got to look closely, compare that stuff to your local market. You know, Nicole brought up the the point about, you know, our local market, um, you know, is, is, is much different from, you know, say some of the West Coast markets where they're yeah. seeing a over 10% drop in values in certain markets right now. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, market to market is going to be wildly different. All right, racket number oh, for two. for sure. But again, the East Coast always needs to look at the West Coast for sure. Yeah, for what's coming. Yeah. yeah. All right, racket number two, BAM article. We'll link this up below. These market trends aren't making it to 2023. So this is a HubSpot report. They revealed five marketing trends that are rapidly losing steam. All right, so let's go through the five trends and we'll comment on each one of them. Mm-hmm. Number one trend that will not make it to 2023, celebrity endorsements, brand deals with high profile celebrities were once an effective marketing strategy for businesses. However, HubSpot study found that while general trust in celebrity endorsements is waning, the public is still receptive to endorsements from micro influencers Mm -hmm. that have a smaller following than traditional celebrities, but a highly engaged audience. Okay. So I'm I'm glad HubSpot made that delineation because I am too, because I do, I'm with them, right? Where you just have some celebrity hawking any old product, right? Like, you know, you have a comedian hawking makeup. It's like, well, well, the audiences don't align there. But when you have these micro, you know, people that, you know, have a a real brand online and it has to be a highly engaged audience. It can't just be an audience. It's got to be a highly engaged audience. They can uh, impact the awareness of a product and, and certainly the conversions of those products. So I think generally speaking, let, let's relate this to an agent's business in their local market. Um, it, you'd be hard pressed to find a local celebrity that's going to make an impact on how many buyers and sellers that you work with. Mm-hmm. And you got to think about those, you know, advertising relationships as just more awareness on your brand overall. Uh, but I, I probably wouldn't put too much money into that with with everything going on in 2023. No, but I think what what there is an incredible opportunity here that maybe that agent can become the micro influencer, um, you know, get your audience engaged and start showing some value with what is going on, not just in the market, but like to where to get things. Or again, especially in Connecticut right now, they're talking about, you know, electric, electrical prices going up. Like be the, be the, I think you, I think you have an opportunity right now to be that micro influencer for sure. Especially if they're saying that that's where, where it's all going. But yeah, no, I I think KK is out. I don't, I get influenced regularly on Instagram and it's definitely not, definitely not from a big. It's from the smaller ones more than likely. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They're more, more, more authentic, which leads into the number two here. Curated Instagram feeds. Authenticity is authenticity is back. Heavily filtered Instagram posts and the perfect feed are a thing of the past. Yeah, so I love this because you know I've been talking about this probably all year when marketing comes up. Like, stop with the you know the Instagram feed that looks like fifty or sixty percent of all other agents, where it is just Canva and it's just the same thing 
over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Pretty doesn't convert. So many agents are trying to make pretty. What their eyeball says is pretty on a piece of mail or on an Instagram post oftentimes just looks generic, doesn't make an impact, lacks a hook. You know what works is something that hooks the attention, whether it's pretty or just down and dirty to the facts, whether that's direct mail, physical paper, or a post on Instagram. Just get down and dirty and have a great hook to your marketing. That's how you're going to convert in 2023 right now. You don't have to go out and I don't know, what would you call it? Just like, you know, Canva washing your posts. You don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Or again, there's so many, I feel like, online resources that are making posts for you. So you and probably 50,000 other agents are posting the same exact thing to their feed. Um, Yeah, no, I agree with you. Authenticity is definitely. And again, it goes back to the whole micro-influencer. Like show your messy house maybe while you're like just become become real be 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 you for sure yeah that's gonna win big in in 23 okay so here's one uh that's that uh hubspot says will not will not be around in 23 audio spaces so in 2020 when so many were looking for connection audio only chat rooms like clubhouse and Twitter I felt, spaces. I feel like became, Clubhouse died as quickly as it arrived. Didn't it did that already. Yeah, I mean, it did, and that, and it, you know, that was something that I was pretty passionate about. You know, Clubhouse isn't going to make it. I don't know if we can clip that out. And no, I do, but I but I do remember. I feel like we were we were live on one real word, and you got sucked in, and I think I lost you for maybe two or three days. You were like. You were I mean, bouncing around those clubhouse groups and Well, I spent about 48 hours checking out Clubhouse yes. and I and I did say, you know, okay, this is this is like something. I say I I um I always bring up Meerkat. Nobody knows what the heck Meerkat is, but Mm-mm. it was very similar <clears throat> to me, you know, to in some ways. You didn't have this group uh speaker thing, so Clubhouse is definitely different, but I, I had no thoughts of Clubhouse no. sticking around. Uh, Twitter spaces, I'm going to disagree with HubSpot. Twitter spaces is actually rocking and rolling right now because Twitter is going to be the social platform of 2023. Twitter coming out with all these new features. I I mean, Twitter is the place to be right now. I'm sorry. It just is. I know for real estate agents, it's going to be, you know, about the gram. And I don't think that's going to stop for your, you know, your local influence. But Twitter's the place that news is breaking. It's where you can get a lot of information. And if you want some of these, um, you know, some of these really smart people to comment on breaking news, Twitter Spaces is is where it's happening a lot of times. So I I, don't, I think there is a place for Twitter Space. Clubhouse has always been a feature more than a platform to me. And you yeah. know, Twitter going with Twitter Spaces is is probably proven that to be true. Uh, but I think Twitter Spaces will have have some uh, validity in in twenty three. I wouldn't go trying to create a Twitter Space for your local market on Twitter. I don't think that's going to be, you know, a play for for agents. Okay. Okay. Um, Next long one. form videos. Okay, I, I don't agree with this at all. I'm calling racket on this one. Uh, long, long, they've been people have been rooting against the long form video for a decade and a half now. And every single year, it proves to be of high value. I mean, this was the year of the clips. This was the year of the of the podcast clip. 
for mm -hmm. sure. And that all stems from long form video. You have to have the long form video before you can have the authentic 30, 60 second clip pulled out of that conversation. So it, it references TikTok reels, um, TikToks reels and, and shorts uh, are dominating. Uh, so they're saying long form video should be put in the back burner. No, I mean, this is how you generate those clips. Okay. And, it, and we do mention that in the article, 96% of marketers agree that a length of a marketing video should stay under 10 minutes. Um, you know, I, I think there, there's some validity to that. Like mm -hmm. if you're just trying to produce a video, you know, eight to 10 minutes is a sweet spot. I don't know. What do you consume, Nicole? A lot of eight to 10 minute videos, a lot of 30 second videos. I'm quick. If anything's over two minutes, I'm usually, I'm like tapping out. Yeah. Or I'll like, or I'll fast forward or yeah, I, I don't, I don't consume long form. Um, but I your short again, form, I, is it typically from long form or is it typically just made a, as a short form to no, begin with? No, I think it's usually made. I, I always look and if it's, I, yeah. No, I'm, but do you, do you think that that short video that you're consuming is being pulled from long form like this or, or do you, do you typically oh, consume things that are just made maybe. to be only short form? Yeah, no, maybe it is being pulled. I never really, I never really concentrated on, on that. I guess I get sucked in by the hook and I, and then I watch the few minutes that I need to. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's pulled out of a long form. I think a lot of these great short form videos are being pulled from long form videos. So it, just like a short tweet is typically, you know, we m mentioned Lance earlier. Well, yeah. where's he? He's pulling that from a long study, a monthly study from Case Schiller, where somebody is writing in the long form. And then he's going and putting out a tweet, summarizing it. Absolutely. Right. More people are going to consume the tweet, but it has to start with the long form study. It has to start with the long form video to me to make a great short form video. So I'd encourage agents not to just see this and say, well, uh, I'm going to can any type of long form strategy. How are you going to create great short form content? Right. How are you going to you know, curate content that people are going to consume, it's by putting in the time and putting in the work. And a lot of that comes with some of this long form. Uh, and then the, the last one, I don't even know that we need to comment, but marketing in the metaverse. Yeah, Nicole. no, no. <laughs> Nicole, were you marketing in the metaverse? Was I was never marketing in the, in the I was never in the metaverse. I, I think I put on my kids Oculus goggles and I get a headache after I'm in it for a few minutes. So I'm not a metaverse lover or participator at all. No. SBF right now, he's got just swaths of land in the metaverse. It's going at a discount. You can go I'm buy it. I'm certain of that. Yes. Yeah. I, I think SBF had a very nice holiday getting flown back to mommy and daddy's in, in San Francisco. But yeah, I'd mm -hmm. agree. Marketing in the metaverse has died. Yeah. Did it even start? All right. Let's do uh, left, middle, right. We've got one uh, trending topic here. The topic, the articles in politics that every agent and real estate entrepreneur should know about. Uh, this one is from Fox Business. Workplaces new quiet quitting trend and the pitfalls for today's employees. Yeah, quiet quitting has been a word that has gained steam, a phrase that is picking up in 2022 and into 2023. It's something I never heard before 2022 and you hear it all the time now, it's when a employee puts in the bare minimum. Uh, this has certainly become more relevant with, with remote work becoming sure. 
more acceptable. Mm -hmm. uh, here's, here's where I think the tie-in to real estate agents comes. If you're hiring um, in, in 2023, you got to be real careful, okay? Because margins are going to tighten up in 2023. Your ability to predict month to month to month what type of profits you're going to have is, is going to get harder to do. All right. So if you're hiring, I'd caution anybody to of hiring a W-2 uh, remotely. Okay. And, and listen, this is coming from somebody with BAM who ba we basically have a fully remote company to some, yeah, to really it's, 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 I would say primarily remote and W-2s inclusive as well as, as contractors, but remote work is a huge risk. And if you haven't now, Nicole, we've had experience with the team, mm -hmm. uh, with remote workers before the pandemic. Okay. Right. And, and certainly, um, BAM was, you know, hadn't started yet, but BAM has always been remote. And I've had a lot of experience with that. If you're just starting to hire, I'd caution you with hiring remote workers. It's not easy. And this is where, this is where a lot of, uh, of this quiet quitting is, is going on for sure. I think you'd have, if you were doing it physically quiet quitting, you'd have to be in a really big company, big organization, a lot of numbers to kind of get away with it. But this is going to be harder as the job market tightens in 2023. And Jerome Powell has said the job market is going to tighten because some of the tools that they're using to fight inflation aren't working as quickly or as much as they would like, which means they're going to attack the job market. They're going to continue to attack housing. Okay. So, and listen, if, if somebody that's out there that is quiet quitting, uh, people are, people talk, people see that. And then you have to go out there on the job market and get rehired. Uh, I don't think that's going to work out long-term for your career. So I sure. definitely advise against that. But anybody in the real estate industry who's thinking about making a hire, I'm only, I would only advise you to do virtual assistant because you don't have that, you know, that type of, we've done a bunch of content on that. You can go search on BAM, some of the virtual assistant um, training videos that we've done, but you don't have that level of commitment that you do with a W2, you know, on this remote work. So big risk. Uh, I wouldn't stop hiring. I think there's big opportunity to find great talent in 2023, but I'd be really careful about who I hire, how I hire in 2023. Nicole, that's I it. I agree. I that's love it. Wrap. Look at us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Next next week when we do the show, it will be a brand new year. I've got I was digging into this over the weekend, the yeah. Swanapole Trends Report, 18th edition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two things that stood out, maybe, and I think we cover this next week, Nicole. I'm good with it. Were you giving everyone like a little, uh... a little preview? Yeah, I yeah. Like it. Tre trend number ten. Okay, so they did ten trends this year. Evaluating real estate's compensation structure and its future, and it talks about in depth uh, the DOJ and the FTC. You know, one of these trials is going to happen in October. 
mm-hmm. of this year got pushed back to October. Fascinating breakdown of what's going on with to me with with everything that's happening in real estate, the market, the conditions. If you really care about the industry, this is my biggest concern for 2023, how this all shakes out because I believe by this time next year, we're going to have a lot of answers to some of these questions about how significant the class action suit in the Midwest is, how significant the DOJ investigations with their, you know, their settlement with NAR that that fell apart last year and where that's mm-hmm. going to go. And Biden, you know, we can get all into it all next week. Biden saying, hey, let's take a look at this. To me, those unanswered questions that some or many of which may get answered in 2023 is what I lose the most sleep, you know, at night about when I think about the industry. It's like, what is, how is this all going to shake out in 23? So I want to break oh, that down. Some other good trends in here as well. Mm-hmm. What's that? I said, I'm excited to hear about it. You yeah. always keep that book pretty, like pretty. You know, you keep you hold it hostage. I'll, I'll be when I fly up to Connecticut share. next week. I'll be bringing it with me, so you can good. touch it if you want. You I can, appreciate that. I'll wear my I gloves. Think I have a virtual or uh, digital copy this year. I don't know if I can share that though. I don't think I can. Hmm. Anyways, uh, we'll get into that next week. Please, if if you're enjoying this content, please consider subscribing to Bam, and we'll see you next week, next year, next year. Yeah, see you guys. I hate when they say like, "See you next year," and it's see like really tomorrow. Year. I just it's did like it. Keep it stupid. Keep it real either way. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.